Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. From Mamma Mia, I'm Gemma Bath filling in for Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. Riley's been in anywhere between 75 to 100 pageants, but we've only done natural up to this point. This is going to be our first glitz pageant, full glitz. Move over pageant mums, the era of the Insta stage mum is here. Mums and dads have moved on from letting their toddlers strut it out on a stage in front of a room of 100 people. Instead, they're parading their cuteness, tantrums, outfits and milestones to social media audiences in the hundreds of thousands, if not millions, and filling their bank accounts with the benefits. Instagram mummages are having their moment, and it's big business. Yes, this is my full-time job. I take it very seriously. Today, we're going to speak to one of these mums and see just how safe the industry is for the stars themselves, the kids. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move, and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. Instagram is big business. It's no secret that the more followers you have, the more money you can earn. It's the new face of advertising, and it works. 60% of us admit to discovering new products on the gram. But how does it make you feel to know there are two-year-olds out there earning five-figure sums for a single branded picture that technically they don't have the capacity to approve? The influencer marketing industry is on track to be worth $13 billion by 2020, and children are a major part of that economy. For young kids under 13, Instagram's minimum age requirement, their parents are making money off them and in many cases the kids don't even realise. So what does it mean to have a child who's an Instagram influencer? Colette Wixom runs the Instagram account Mini Style Hacker. The account has 300,000 followers and the major drawcard are the photos of her three children who are nine, six and two. Colette, how did you become an Instagram mummager? Where did it all start? It was post-kids. I had Riker, who was four at the time, and Gray, who was two or almost two at the time. It was about five years ago. And I just, on a whim, was like, I'm going to start a blog. A friend had started a blog, and I was like, that sounds fun. Do nothing about blogs, nothing about social media. I was like, guess what? I'm going to start one. It'll be so funny. I'm going to um, dress Riker in... Well, first it was, I'm going to choose outfits at Baby Gap and Old Navy and just places that everywhere can sh- everyone can shop at that were based off of celebrities and male fashion bloggers, just to show people that, look, if you want to dress your kid like this, you absolutely can. 
I just did it for fun and it was random. So I was like, Riker was my four-year-old. He was my only model I had. I was not about to go out and hire a model. So I just dressed him in his outfits and put a side-by-side photo and it like took off. (laughs) So is this your job now? It is. Now it's my job. So originally when that happened, um, I wasn't expecting it. I didn't expect anyone to look at it and I freaked out. Like I got to shut this down. Like this is, is, these are my kids on this site. I can't have this. I know nothing about social media. I don't want to do this. I'm shutting it down. And then I took some breaths and I thought, okay, this is a rare opportunity that not everybody has. How can I make this into an opportunity that is comfortable for me and my family? So what I did is I got an agent who went through all, I was getting offers via email all the time. And so I figured out, I I figured, okay, I'm going to make this into more of a real life family account. Like what are we doing as a family? Um, I'll still include the fashion stuff because that is the basis of my account, but it kind of grew into, this is my family. We go on trips. We, this is what we wear. This is what we like to eat. This is, and you know, that's just what it is now. Your eldest and your middle child, they're eight and, well, nine and six now. So do they know that they're mini celebrities? What are, what are their reactions to all of this? So my nine-year-old kind of understands it now. Um, I mean, he do, he doesn't have an Instagram. Neither of them do. They've seen mine. We have, we obviously go to a lot of um, blogger events and Instagram people events. And so they understand what it is, but that's really the extent that they understand it in the mind of a nine and a six year old. Do they ever kick up a fuss? Kids can be, you know, one day they want to do something, the next they don't. So especially when there's a client involved, what happens when they say, nah, mom, not keen today? Well, all of my stuff has to be really organic because I have three boys. So there's no forcing my boys to do anything. (laughs) Believe me, I would love it. But uh, I only work with brands that really go with something that my family actually does or eats or loves. So those things are integrated into our daily life really naturally and they just snap a photo of it. Um, I know that some other people and these people are like goals, but some other people do these big exaggerated photo shoots. I have a photographer that I work with. It's the same photographer that I've ever worked with. Like she's my girl. Uh, We're friends now. Like I know her son, our kids are friends. So if I have to be in a photo, she will come over and she will take them. And almost every single one of our branded photos, our paid photos, are either taken at our house or in like the surrounding area of our house. So it's really like a five-minute shoot. So it's not really, it's not dramatic. So it's not as much work as we might expect it to be behind the scenes. Yeah, you know, for the kids, it's not as much work. But on for if you're thinking about the mom behind it all, Yes, this is my full-time job. I take it very seriously. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that goes on. Like when you're working with a brand, um, there's concepts that have to be approved. There's proofs that have to be sent in. You have to get the right hashtag, the right (laughs) handle. So I'm planning outfits for these shoots, location, lighting, what time of day, can we do this, who's in a bad mood. So if the kids are in a bad mood, the shoot is not happening that day. Yeah. What happens when you do get the response from people criticizing the mummager kind of title? Because it can be quite a polarizing topic. So I don't think I've gotten that much backlash. But of course, there's always a troll or two or someone who wants to say mean things to you. But you just have to let it go. You know, this is what I've chosen. And I do things that are comfortable for me and for my family. And they're my number one priority. 
Do you consider this a job for your boys? Are they actually earning the, some of the money that you're breaking in or, or is it going to the family? Do. I don't consider it a job for them, but they are earning money from it. They don't get money right now. They have set up specific accounts that it goes into for their education in the future. And But no, it's not a job for them. Job for them is make your bed, um, please pick up the toys. Those are the money, the jobs that they get paid. Like, here's $5. Regular kid jobs. Yeah, regular kid jobs, yeah. This is mommy's job. Gotcha. So you, you are taking a big portion of the money and then giving some of them kind of trust funds, so to speak, so they can access it when they're older. Right. Yeah. It goes, it, it all, and it's all based on, you know, what, what stuff they're featured in, what stuff they're not, and where we're going to put it, and their whatever their financial planner says to do. So they have a financial manager. I know you mentioned you were nervous at the start when you were kind of considering whether to go full-time with this, but now that it is in full steam, do you ever get nervous about sharing your kids online or their futures or people that might be looking at the content? Yes, I do. I think about every single picture and every comment that I post when I'm posting to my Instagram account or anywhere online. Um, So yeah, of course I'm nervous. And according to some child psychologists, there may be reason to be nervous. Some studies have shown us that kids whose parents seek fame for them can grow up to be introverts. Or the opposite, they can get so used to the attention they may crave it in unhealthy ways. Crystal Abaddon is a senior research fellow in internet studies at Curtin University and has studied the Instamum's evolution over the years. Crystal, during your studies, what kind of behaviour would stand out for you? There is a, a segment of Instagram parenting influencers who do really place their children front and centre um, like props in the way they groom them, stage them, put them into place in order to produce every shoot or every post. We also see this with some of the behind-the-scenes footage that unwittingly divulges some of these strategies. For instance, um, YouTube moms distracting very young children with candy or props in order to get them to stay in the frame. Um, Some parents uh, putting their children strapped into baby high chairs or squished between their their thighs so that they would stay in the frame to finish a sponsored video. Um, And these are the very, very small traces that media studies scholars have been observing and collecting um, and trying to improve through maybe the introduction of policy or industry guidelines in order to ensure that the safeguards we have for child actors in the mainstream entertainment industry are also now following through to those in the social media industry. Is that the case at the moment? We don't really have laws for it, do we? Well, in Australia, we don't have hard and fast rules about this, nor do we have laws that strictly govern children who've got social media celebrity or commerce. What we do have around the world, though, is a rising cognizance and a rising awareness that this is a gap that needs to be addressed extremely quickly. So in my work previously in Scandinavia, we see a lot of mummy groups coming together to recommend, say, best practices for protecting your child's privacy. But perhaps the biggest change that we could look at is some sort of uh, nationwide, regional, global law that really takes seriously the fact that social media child celebrities are a bona fide industry. And in the same way, we've got the Coogan Law to ensure that child actors in Hollywood have got minimum education, work a maximum amount of hours of week that's capped for their health and their well-being, that their earnings are also protected from exploitation from their managers. All these same safeguards 
has to now be implemented also in the social media entertainment space. Fingers crossed these laws and guidelines are put in place sooner rather than later because, as we know, the industry is growing rapidly and the world of child stardom is a tricky one to navigate. It's also important to remember that while it's generally women that are driving these social media pages, men play just as big a role. It's just that they're often behind the scenes. That's all for The Quickie today. For more episodes, head to mamamia.com.au forward slash The Quickie.